I'm Anne. And I'm Lita. And this is Vodka Lemonade Stand. Cheers. Cheers. All right. So this is a pretty, pretty big episode for us mm-hmm. because we have our first guest star on the pod. Would you like what, to introduce what? yourself? What? Uh, I'm Ella. <clears throat> I'm Lita's college roommate. And I'm, I'm here to share my, my, my opinions on all the things. Hell yeah. We're very excited to have you. This is our first three mic setup, so we're getting pretty crazy. Oh, yeah. It's wild. We've already had several near disasters. <laughs> Some incidences. Um, but cheers. Welcome, Ella. Thank cheers. you. Clink, 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 clink. Perfect. <laughs> Excellent. Right. So dive in. Let's talk about what happened this week, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the non-shitty things that happened this week. And I think one of the most interesting things that happened this week was Zane released new music. Hell yeah. How do we feel about it? I always feel good about some Zane in my life. He has an angelic voice. He does. And a pretty empty head is my analysis. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> Did you hear the controversy about the girl in the music video looking like Gigi and whether or not that was intentional or not? It I had to have been intentional, but break right? it down, Lita. I want to hear. What hmm? was the controversy? Um. Well, he released a music video. I haven't actually watched the music video being a bad fan we're just gonna judge it based on secondhand information Mm -hmm. that's exactly what's gonna happen (laughs) i didn't watch it but i read that there was fan controversy because the girl in the music video looked like Gigi hadid and if you remember back to his first music video it had Gigi hadid in it yeah i do for i will never forget that was that the one with all the flowers and the vagina symbolism yeah i think it was okay i'm just catching up It was just a he lot. thinks he's very artistic. <laughs> it was like horny teenage boy kind of artistic. Yeah, yeah. that's Zane's. Yes, yeah. He has a room in his house that's just for like graffiti. Really? He, like, yeah, paints. It's like when I always thought about my future apartment when I was a child, and I was like, "What would my house be? I would have chalkboard paint on everything." Of course. That's like that's what a twelve-year-old thinks is like real design, or like a really, really rich twenty-two-year-old. Mm-hmm. Yes. Who was kind of stunted because they didn't have a normal, you know, is he 22? experience. He's older now. He is, ooh, let me do the math. I think he's 24. Okay. So still a child. But like an adult us? child. <laughs> we're, 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 not, we're not boy band alumni. We're like adults with That's jobs fair. and taxes. Yeah. I don't think he does his own taxes. He definitely, no. I didn't do my own taxes this I year got, in account. I mean, I did, I did my software taxes. to do taxes oh. for me. Well, you're, like, more of an adult than he is, though, because you had to, like, hire the accountant, and he had, like, people who hired oh. his accountant. You're right. Anyway. You're that's right. true. I bet that's it. Okay. <laughs> but the song, though, I'm into it. The song is good. I It's was... very frank in its lyrics. Like, right off, he's like, our sex has meaning. And I'm like, oh, you're not even going to layer that under some language. No symbolism just, there. You're just going to come out and say it. He's very direct. Who's he is... talking to? He's not talking to Gigi, is he? Uh, maybe he is talking about Gigi. Oh, my. This rebound is honest. That is the song. Because they broke up really recently. Wasn't that within the past, like, couple weeks? Yeah. So, I mean, he could be rebounding already. Like, I don't know. I mean, if you look like Zane, you can rebound five minutes later. Except he kind of... Okay, so I know know he's attractive. He has a great face. Mm -hmm. But also his body kind of looks like he's been wasting away. You know? Like, it looks like he does a lot of coke and is just, like, wasting away. It's like the pre-Aaron Carter look. Yes. Yeah. It is. Mm. We'll be monitoring the situation closely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, new song. Oh boy. It sounds beautiful. People are going to put it on their wedding playlists. 
because it's like oh I want weird forever and all of that like promises you're definitely not keeping because you are, have already broken up speaking of wedding songs i think a lot about the song that taylor swift wrote based on lena dunham and jack antonoff the you are in that? love song oh, off of um yeah her what was that it was 1989, 1989 yeah. and like what do you do if the couple that inspired your wedding song gets breaks up like Seems like bad omen yeah i just i love that song and like i don't like lena dunham but i'm like but that song is so good and now it's a lie anyway i was thinking a lot about that the last few weeks i think you have to think about it contextually like at the time it wasn't a lie at yeah. the time and if you believe in omens, like maybe you'll believe your marriage is doomed, but that's yeah. kind of your own problem, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. These are dark commitment thoughts with Ella in the middle of the night. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's Hollywood, man. Shit happens. People break up. Anyway. So, I mean, Channing Tatum and Jenna, we talked about that a little oh, bit last yeah, episode, but like times. that one was devastating. Step so up, man. Like, we thought that was forever. He gave her lap dances in public. I thought they were, like, destined. That's the sign she gave him a lap dance in public. They were mutual lap dances. That's, I mean. Oh, what are my wedding vows going to be if not lap dances? Anyway. <laughs> champagne, y'all. We're taking, we're taking a little ride here. Um, <laughs> what else went down? The, the this, least this structured week. guest to have on your podcast. No, I mean, we, we like it loose. <laughs> I joke every episode. I'm like, Haha, this one's loose. But like I say that every single time. So I think they are getting looser and looser, though. Maybe we're getting drunker and drunker. <laughs> is that what's <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Okay, anyway, Zane has a new song. We can probably expect an album in the next, mm. I don't know, couple weeks, mm-hmm. couple months. So we'll see. Be on the watch. Be on the watch. Maybe he won't like do the uppercase, lowercase, stupid thing that he did oh, with that his was first atrocious. album. So far on Spotify, the new song doesn't have the uppercase, lowercase. I think he knows that that's not something he can carry between two albums. But he's still all caps, right? He's like, yeah, oh, he's still all caps. Yeah. <laughs> God, he's so dumb. <laughs> um, I'm glad actually that this happened because this kind of sets the tone because I'm going to bring up One Direction like at least three more times. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, so. Harry Styles wore a beautiful kilt to his last He did in Glasgow. Yeah. 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 He did. And nail polish. And his entire band did too. Everyone was in kilts. What a good look. It was pretty rad actually. He's, the wokest of pop stars. He is the wokest. I mean, it was kind of weird to not see him in like a bright Gucci suit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was different. But he's exploring. Keep him guessing, you know. I like a, I like a Harry Styles at experiments. hey And just winked, <laughs> for the record, <laughs> since this is an audio platform. <laughs> well, he's, All right. he's, def- he's definitely queer. It's fine. It's he, great. Okay, so We're I realized it. on one of our previous episodes, I didn't, like, finish a thought, and it felt offensive when I listened to it, so now I'm gonna finish it, because I was Mm. like, of course Harry Styles is bi. He, like, prances around in pink Gucci suits. The rest of that statement is, with pride flags. Yeah. He prances around in pink Gucci suits with, like, a pride flag around his shoulders. Mm -hmm. So, I mean... Straight men can also prance, but usually not with a pride flag. That's That's usually not what they do. And probably not wearing, you know, a designer suit that was made for them. Pink and floral. Yeah. It's a good look. Usually has some implications to it, which we're very supportive of. No one else could pull that off. Like, can you think of anyone else in the entire world who could wear a bright pink Gucci suit and you'd be like, yeah, that's a good choice. I feel like Chadwick Boseman wore very bright colors on his SNL mm. performance. And it wasn't, like, bright pink, but mm-hmm. it was 
very visually inspiring. I still think he would look silly in like a bright pink suit. Like he's more purple. <laughs> like royal purple. Yeah, I see that. Mm-hmm. Royal purple, royal blue. Only royalty colors for Chadwick Boseman. He's royalty. I mean, so yeah. Yeah. It's true. I'm content with that. When I was watching, um, oh my gosh, when I was watching the Oscars with a bunch of old Iranian people, I was talking about how Her cute... family, to be cl- to No, it actually wasn't my family. Really? It was the Family Friend Network, so okay. like, by extension. I was like, yeah, you didn't sorry, just that... like find a bunch of random yeah, Iranians no, to I watch the Oscars that... <laughs> No, I'm half Iranian. I promise this isn't offensive. <laughs> um, but I was with all these old Iranian people and we were watching the Oscars and Chadwick Boseman, of course, was presenting because he's like a big deal. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, I think he's so cute. And all of the old Iranian ladies were like, he's too old for you, Lita. Oh, thanks. I, I, I didn't know. And also like now our love will never exist. Thank you for that. <laughs> exactly. That was, that was exactly the How old thinking. is he? 41. Oh. Um, <laughs> okay. He, look, he looks a lot younger. Yeah. He does. Like he does not look his age at all. Hmm. But. That's the cutoff? 40s for me personally to to your to your iranian grandparents oh fake grandparents Uh, (laughs) um that's a good question i've never really asked i always wonder like when people like he's too old for you i'm like what's the line Hmm. i think my general rule of thumb for now is seven years Mm -hmm. and i don't know why Mm -hmm. but that just feels right to me yeah because Mm -hmm. any older and i think things just like get out of sync yeah, I always think, like, if you could have gone to high school or college or, like, been in the same, like, four-year group with the person, then it's probably fine because you at least have some, you know, experience overlap. Mm-hmm. But then, like, that's going to change in, like, two years and it's going to be, like, up, you know. So, now I find... like, if you voted in any time between this year and that year, <laughs> then we're fine, you know. I find that when the pop culture references are completely foreign to each other, oh, you have a problem. That's bad. Like, my boyfriend is a few years older, but we both get the same references. Like, there's enough of an overlap. Like, we had a whole conversation about Lisa Frank folders. Oh, I love it. That's a good bonding moment. Although, Mm -hmm. okay, to be fair, I explain pop culture references to Becca on, like, a daily basis, and she's two years younger than us. True. Uh, So part of the problem is just, like, when people are oblivious. Yeah, or if they have their own niche. Like, I don't understand anything having to do with, like, sublime so when people are like, oh, yeah, I remember the 90s. I was listening to so much, like, Sublime and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, no, I don't nope. I don't understand this reference. Not not relatable. And that's people, like, two years older than me. And I'm just like, I can't, no. Pop culture is also speeding up. Yeah. My God. Anyway, what were we talking about? Zane? Oh, we were talking about Zane. <laughs> and I was introducing the fact that a lot of One Direction is going to go down yes. this episode. But uh, we might as well just, like, jump right into it. So today... We went and saw Blockers. Mm-hmm. Um, we all felt, I think, kind of conflicted about it because the premise was like immediately repulsive to us. Mm. But then we had heard so many good things about it. 89% on Rotten Tomatoes, first studio R-rated comedy directed by a woman. Like there were some like big milestones I had going for it. So we were willing to give it a shot. And I think, I speak for all of us, we're glad we did, right? Yeah. yeah. I I was so ready to dismiss this movie um i think like the trailer didn't like make me angry but i just was like oh, I, I think i can skip this one like mm-hmm. i don't know but then it was on like love it or leave it's rant wheel yep and john Lovett was like it was actually really good and i didn't know what i was getting into but i really liked it and i was like oh that's not the answer i expected to hear i expected mm-hmm. him to like mm-hmm. roast this movie mm-hmm. 
And then um, the director was interviewed on Keep It. So yep. thank you, Crooked Media, for convincing me that this was worth my time. Mm-hmm. Because it definitely was. It was. And I'm very hype about it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. We trust John Lovett most of the time, except when he's talking about Justice League, because I think he was too distracted by how hot everyone was mm. to, like, give a real take on it, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I understand, like, I'm not blaming him for, but, like, I he did not trust that. He also just really wants a gay superhero, which I totally respect. Mm-hmm. That was the stupid... Okay, sorry. Side note for, like, just one second. That was <laughs> the stupidest conversation ever on that episode of Lover to Leave It, where that other guy was like, oh, but what about these real people and it's like they're not fucking superheroes Mm -hmm. like yeah they might be amazing activists they might be people who have accomplished amazing things but like superheroes are superheroes yeah right they like fly it's like saying like i really want a gay florist and then being like what about like a gay plumber it's like (laughs) no those aren't the same thing there i'm I'm aware that there are gay people i'm asking for a specific (laughs) gay person anyway uh, anyway sorry it's like, yeah it's like being like why aren't there more female superheroes well you know rosa parks existed it's like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's that's not the same thing what the person was saying and everyone i feel like in the audience was like what? anyway basically we want representation especially in our superhero movies mm-hmm. gay superheroes dumb. also we want more women superheroes i got really mad when we were watching there were like 25 previews to this movie also it went on for like half an hour yeah um but we saw a preview for ant-man and the wasp Mm -hmm. and then i just got mad all over again that ant-man like the stupidest superhero ever is now getting Mm. a sequel movie and we still don't have any female marvel movie coming. where's our black widow movie and i mean captain marvel is coming out but like tiktok like iron man came out in 2008 it's been a long time y'all ant-man and the wasp like who fucking cares Mm -hmm. yeah anyway soon it's gonna be like tick boy (laughs) i don't know (laughs) did you just make that up yes (laughs) there is one called the tick oh Oh, man okay that's probably where it came from like corgi child new from marvel (laughs) i don't follow what would a corby or corby what would a corgi Corgi superhero be it's just a a a little boy with like four tiny tiny limbs and a fluffy butt (laughs) i don't know that's like that one that we saw walk into a puddle today. Oh, yes. we saw really cute. That's where I got today. that. Okay, blockers. Yes. <laughs> making it making it back. The around. other thing I was gonna say is that I was immediately skeptical when I watched the trailer, but I read I think it was in the Hollywood Reporter, there was an article with one of the people involved about how the original script was like all about the parents mm-hmm. and the teenage girls were all like not real characters mm-hmm. and not very interesting. And um, in reading about how they turned the movie around, I was like, okay, you know what? There's like a lot of thought that clearly went into this and mm-hmm. making it not sexist garbage. So I'll give it a try. And then I sent that to Lita and Lita was already like, let's go see this movie. Mm-hmm. So it all worked out. But I think you could see that even as we watched the movie, this like the original skeleton was kind of not great. And they had yeah. managed to rework aspects of it to make it overcome like this pretty garbage premise yeah like i feel like there's points throughout the movie where somebody says something so shitty Mm -hmm. and they always get called out on it and not just in like a brush off like oh we can excuse ourselves now it's like no like that was shitty here's why it's shitty don't do that again and they don't Mm -hmm. they don't so good movie yeah that happens like five or six times yeah it did should we should we outline like the basic plot for folks yeah this is spoilers for blockers yes so get ready. Okay, so the premise of the movie and why it sounds immediately problematic is it's prom night. 
and three parents are trying to stop their three daughters from losing their virginities on prom night. Mm-hmm. Hashtag sex pack 2018. Boom. That was pretty legit. <laughs> that was like a pretty great <laughs> hashtag. I'm not going to lie. I would, I would sign up for that pact. I don't have a prom, but like. Great marketing. That sounds fun. Hmm? Yeah. Why not? Anyway, so they're trying to stop them. Shenanigans, right? Because these kids have the most like active prom night ever. They start out at prom, they go to a lake house, then they go to a hotel party, and it's like I was not that cool in high school. No, we'll get into I went that later. from prom to home. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Nobody invited me to their after party. I went to an after party, but my friends waited until I left. Not all of my friends, but some of my friends waited until I left, and then they started drinking because Rude. they thought I was a narc. Oh Rude. my god, were you a narc? No. <laughs> but how dick is that? Or not like narc is harsh, but like they thought I wasn't gonna be like cool with the kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They didn't. W- they didn't want to make you uncomfortable. That's oh. such bullshit. Okay, but anyway, That's I'm not amazing. bitter. It's fine. That was we'll get back like into prom stories. Ago, but That's gonna fine. be part of this. Is we're gonna go yes, around prom for sure. stories. All right, so that's the basic premise is parents are crazily following around their children Mm -hmm. on prom night trying to stop them from losing their virginities. Mm -hmm. And, like, one of the parents is John Cena, who is, like, hyper-involved dad, who is probably, like, the most stereotypical controlling Mm -hmm. dad, like, who's really concerned with his daughters. Like, they never talk about virginity or purity mm-hmm. or value no, but yeah. they, i like that they don't and, and which is great it's just like he just wants to protect her it's like that mm-hmm. protective dad thing and mm-hmm. he's not at all impressed with her prom date which connor fair understandably fair. Connor I, yeah. was a piece of shit i went back and forth on connor sometimes i'm like connor's all right and then sometimes i'm like no connor's, connor's the a worst. disaster <laughs> connor's like the nice version of every asshole i dated in college yeah, that's so like accurate drug dealing strange hair choices mm-hmm, mm-hmm. very like good in bed and respectful partner but like can't get past the drug dealing yeah mm-hmm. that's anyway. a it's a big obstacle. not a good long-term yeah. choice so he no. he was yeah so john cena did not like him or his man bun which like we kind of are behind I mean, I like a man bun. Like, you guys know I, I love a good man bun, but it was not a good man it bun. It was a weak man bun. Yeah. So there's John Cena, yeah. and then there's um, Leslie Mann, mm-hmm. who is the sole mom in the trio, who's, mm-hmm. like, a single mom, and she is very controlling of her daughter, but yeah. in, like, a we're best friends and she tells me everything kind of way. So mm-hmm. it, like, sneaks up on you how controlling she is, and she doesn't want her daughter to go away for school. Yeah, she's going through a lot, like thinking about like what her life is going to be like once her daughter's out of the house and like you know not having like that almost like project and relationship to focus on mm-hmm. realizing like oh like what do i do with my life and so it's mm-hmm. scaring her a lot and the way that it manifests in her actions is wanting to stop her daughter from having sex on prom night and okay i'm not going to say this is justifiable but i think now having some distance from being a teenager i can kind of understand where the mom is coming from when she's like my daughter doesn't know what she's getting herself into like Mm -hmm. sex can be a really big deal emotionally and like god knows what's gonna happen this you know like again it's not it's not okay i can understand the concern though and then there was also this like sub plot line to that where her daughter is going away to college Mm -hmm. and is choosing the school and the mom is really concerned that the daughter is following her boyfriend to ucla Mm -hmm. which like now i'm totally on board with being like girl do not go because her her two schools were university of chicago which is right by where you know they live it's set in chicago Mm -hmm. also like an extremely impressive school Mm -hmm. and her other choice is ucla 
And, like, the mom doesn't have clarity on, you know, what's influencing this daughter's decisions yeah. yet. That comes with, like, the climax of the movie when they have an argument over the phone. But um, if my, my school counselor and my mom probably would have told me to go with University of Chicago if mm-hmm. I had gotten in. Yeah. Absolutely. University yeah. of Chicago courted me. Interesting. I used to get like college stuff from them every single week. Oh, I wasn't smart enough for them. <laughs> I was, I like when I was looking at you, Chicago. I, I found out that it was like the burnout, intense, ambition, yeah. suicide. Yeah, school, that's why. And I, didn't I was even... just like, I'm lazy. This mm-hmm. is not a good choice for me. I have, if I have difficulty applying myself, yeah. I'm not gonna try this. And you still also super good school yeah. but yeah i think different the vibe. prestige is different and it's i think it's different. a much larger school like you would get yeah. lost in the system yeah. almost yeah also i want to um speaking of her following her boyfriend shenanigans are happening in this apartment below us um, um. i don't know uh, but i want to talk about the boyfriend because i don't think either of you know this because neither of you i think watch either of these shows or have kept up with one of these shows so the boyfriend was the kid in the good wife oh he's the son of alicia florick whoa who like gets a girl pregnant and it's like a whole thing scandalous uh, i know right and then in the second season of riverdale he's the kid who tries to rape cheryl <gasps> spoiler alert so i have such yet. i had really confusing emotions when i saw him on screen i was like you're the cute kid from the good wife but also you've tried yikes <laughs> You Meanwhile, know. he was, like, the nicest boy in the movie. At one point, he was just like, I enjoy kissing, and she's not in the mood to kiss. I was like, oh, you are so sweet. It was, he was very wholesome. He was a nice boy. He was a nice boy. And then the final parent was uh, Ike Barinholtz, who plays this, like, deadbeat dad type who mm-hmm. got divorced. Um, cheated on his wife and got divorced. And, like, in the beginning, and the other two parents are, like, very pissed at him and yeah, don't want to be his friend. Yeah, kind of cut him out of their friend group. Yeah, because he seems really shady, and as the movie goes on, it actually adds a bit more context of, like, who he is and why he's made the decisions he made, and mm-hmm. he's a pretty cool dude, honestly. But I thought he had a lot smart. of fun in the movie, because also he's, like, at first yeah. not on board with these other two, like, uptight, quote-unquote, yeah. parents' plans to disrupt everything. He's like, no, like, tonight is all about my daughter having a good time, and if you, like, stick your noses in there, then it's going to ruin it. Like, mm-hmm. I also, one, don't think that she's in for the sex pack 2018, um because he like kind of senses that she's queer Hey-o. which was a lovely plot line 2018 <laughs> that was Amen. a lovely plot line that did not make it into the trailer probably mm-hmm. for the best because it was yeah. a beautiful surprise it was yeah um yeah and this this daughter sam is she sam or is she a different is that sam a different person i think it was sam that sounds right because with the parents we can refer to them by their real person names, names. but we don't know who the kids are yeah he was having a lot of fun, and he was he was not into policing sexuality either. He was yeah. like the least shame, sex shame character. Yeah. Also, great use of Tayo Cruz Dynamite, which was uh-huh. hilariously <laughs> like one of our prom songs. That's yeah. what I said. I was like, this yeah. guy, he's, he's, he's looking for my prom playlist yeah. from like eight years ago. I used to listen to that song when I, it was on my half marathon playlist when uh, I was in high school. It's such a good it's a, song. It's a jam. I would it's listen to it right oh, now. Oh, okay. Now Blockers has 82% on Rotten Tomatoes. It has oh, fallen well, a little bit. You know, but like still we'll, above this 80. review will bump it back up. Um, but <laughs> Sam is the like the third girl who's mm-hmm. like first not super into this pact because we find out in the cafeteria scene which every high school movie has to have yep. that she has eyes for this like one other girl who's just like mystical and beautiful um mm-hmm. the other two girls are kayla and julie julie, julie kayla and sam there julie's you go. leslie mann's daughter right yes yeah okay 
And Kayla's like a bit jockier. She's yeah, John yeah. Cena's daughter. Yeah, she's daughter. into the sports. Mm-hmm. Into the sports. She and runs a six-minute mile. We find out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot run a six-minute mile. That's no, hilarious. No, my God, no. No. Um, so just, yeah, it was great. Mm-hmm. I like a good surprise clear plot line. It was just like in, in Runaways when oh I was like, gosh. I know, I know. It was so sweet. And they definitely leaned into the whole thing because every time Sam saw the object of her affections, there would be this like really hilarious shift in music. Yeah. They had like the Her name the is Angelica. Angelica. We didn't ever hear her name. No. So. It was like the gay teen music cue. Yeah. And like the, the focus would go all like hazy. Mm-hmm. It like it was honestly almost too much, but it worked so well because the character herself was like this weird, weird. mystical mm-hmm. has a cape kind of person. Mm-hmm. It was great. Anyway, I, I got actually what was the character in? Um, oh my gosh, in Runaways, not Carolina, but Nico. Okay, I got like Nico vibes from her, and before anyone accuses me of anything not because they're both asian that's not what i mean it's because they're into magic and they have lots of makeup around the their makeup. face it was the blush <laughs> honestly oh, yeah. i got such because nico wears blush like from her cheeks all the way up to her like Ooh. under eye it's a weird that's look. a look but it yeah it's a look with you know capital l and um angelica had like a softer version of that but she was definitely she was definitely going for the blush in an aggressive way yes a lot of pink and like a gold face mask which i wish i'd worn a weird accessory to prom Mm. girl was feeling it girl was her best self girl was her true self yeah anyway and there was like a nice little like plot line of sam hadn't come out to anybody yet and Mm -hmm. she was worried about her friends judging her although her friends seemed like pretty chill but yeah you know it was kind of like the same anxiety that simon had and love simon's like yeah like Mm -hmm. i don't think there will be any like consequences to this like i know everybody in my life would still accept me but still i'm it's a nervous making conversation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and am i ready for that to be out in the world yet am i ready to change my life or even for sam it's like am i even sure and how do i know yeah which Which is so relatable relatable to all three of us relatable to all three of us queer ladies in the house yeah (laughs) yeah shit's hard man Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So we get it, Sam. Mm-hmm. We're on your side. Yeah. She was great. Also, George's outfit was cute. She reminded me of that other girl from um, Runaways with the uh, denim jacket and purple hair and Gert. the dinosaur. Gert. Gert. How could I forget her name? How could you forget Gert and her dinosaur? Runaways is great. You should watch Runaways. Recommend. Is this a it's TV so show good. or a movie? Yeah, it's, it's a Hulu original. It's a Marvel um, series where kids find out that their parents are vill- like super villains. Whoa. And the kids mostly all have some kind of power. Okay. And it's phenomenal. Interesting. It's such a good show. And it has mm. James, we called him the wrong name on our Runaways episode, so I'm going to redeem us, James Marsters, oh my not God. James Marsden. James Marsters, who was Spike time. and Buffy. I got that mixed up yesterday. Why were you talking about it yesterday? Because like I was on the like HBO app and I was scrolling around and like James Marsden's face came up and I was like, oh, James Marsden or is it Marsters? I don't know. <laughs> it's tricky. Their names are too similar, uh, but he's excellent in it and also has the guy who was in Faking It 
if either of you watched Mm -mm. was it faking it yeah that sounds right i don't know whatever doesn't matter greg sulkin is his name he's cute and he's in runaways i'm gonna stop now this is so irrelevant um (laughs) well one of the i think early moments that really made me feel like oh like this movie's gonna be real fun is the scene with the three girls in the cafeteria on the day of prom uh, at school. And it's, it's it's the setup of Sex Pack 2018, where the main girl, well, the main girl who starts the pack, there is no main girl because they Julie. three like share yeah. it. But Julie um, starts and she's just like, has just finished, you know, some heavy PDA with her boyfriend in the hall. And she like slaps his butt as he <laughs> goes to class. And I was like, girl, okay um and then she sits down it's definitely something women do but you never see that dynamic in pop culture although if i saw that happening in a high school hallway i would be like bitches like get some cold water like (laughs) oh absolutely absolutely but like you never see that in pop culture though it's such like an aggressive like you are mine and we're very playful yeah playful is a good word for it yeah you never that that stuck out to me too of just like oh this is a different dynamic than Mm -hmm. we usually see yeah, I liked it. They were so cute. I was they like, were really cute. Show me where this goes. And she says, like, tonight's the night. Like, I'm going to do it with Austin. 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 And um, she's like, you know, I'm, I'm ready. I've already, like, worked with my pediatrician awkwardly to get me on birth control. And she gave me two stickers because I was good. And I was like, ah, <laughs> same. Like, that was, like, my high school experience. It's like, I, like, didn't really feel like talk to my parents about sex but i was like well i'm gonna do the responsible thing so you know talk to my doctor and got got my pills and my stickers nice. did <laughs> you actually get stickers i don't think i got stickers i think we were talking in the car about this and i might have got a lollipop okay. instead but i feel like if you go to a pediatrician and you don't come away with some kind of prize you're not working the system yeah <laughs> truth missing an opportunity the original swag mm-hmm and there's a moment where she's like, and I just imagine it's going to be so perfect and we're just going to like, you know, it'll be magic and I'll put the candle on and I'm like, we'll just like The spend... candle that makes her horny <laughs> from Walgreens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll spend time touching each other's faces like a lot of time, which made me laugh out loud because you haven't heard this yet, but it's from our most recent episode where I'm improvising originals fan fiction. <laughs> And I was like, and then, like, you know, Marcel's going to reach out and touch Klaus's face, and they're just going to, like, touch each other's faces for a little bit. It's such a relatable sentiment. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's such a uniquely female sentiment, too. Yeah, I don't know if touching. men are ever just like, I want to touch your face. They are, but they don't admit it. Yes. That's, that's my accurate. theory. You know what that actually reminded me of? This Okay, so you know that fandom trope? in fan fiction where they have to be like an undercover couple it's like it's like a very specific subset of the Mm -hmm. fake relationship au yes um but anyway they're at like some couple's retreat and they have to pretend to be a couple because they're trying Mm -hmm. to like ensnare some whatever doesn't matter but i feel like that's always something they have to do in the fan fiction couple retreats is like look into each other's eyes for Mm -hmm. three minutes and that was all i could think of also shout out to anybody who watches jane the virgin because they did that so well recently the undercover undercover couple thing i love it yeah and they did it with two like it was one out lesbian i think she's out and then um, one woman who's considers herself straight, who's becoming aware that she's bi mm-hmm. and they have to pretend to be dating and like they make out and they do all this stuff. And like one of them is, and it's just great. So oh, I, I love it when like up. fan fiction tropes cross over into real pop culture. I love that show. And Jane the Virgin like 
they they do that well they execute they do they execute they're very well. aware the other thing i really liked about that scene in the cafeteria is that they're like very frank about like she's very frank about just wanting to bone her boyfriend um she like she talks about being horny and like wanting to do it it's not like <laughs> all I'm candles gonna... make me horny <laughs> yeah <laughs> like all of the women i mean less so sam because she's still figuring out her sexuality but all of the but they all in different ways like talk about feeling desire and wanting to participate mm-hmm. it's not like i want to do this because i love him or he wants to it's just like no tonight's the night i want to have sex yeah and yeah. that's well, you never like see that time. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i mean i think that just goes to show okay this was a big pet peeve of mine in the movie one of the parents refers to the kids as millennials they're not millennials they're gen z i would just like to state that yeah. for the record millennial cutoff is what like Okay, see, this is actually really interesting because I looked this up when my boss and I were talking about um, the baby boomer versus Gen X versus millennial, like, age range. Mm -hmm. So there are some people who say it's, like, mid to late 90s, and some people think it goes all the way up to the year 2000. So there's... Somebody born in 2000? Uh, Yeah. I'm 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 in the mid yeah. 90s. No, I I completely agree. I'm thinking like 1995, 1997 like right. Hmm. That should be the cutoff. Anyway, um but there is a lot of weird contention around it. Yeah. But regardless, they are not millennials. No. They're Gen Z. Mhm. I was going somewhere with this and then I got so Their parents up. are Gen X though, like firmly. Their parents are Gen X cuz they're not millennials. They don't no. be just too old for that. Mm-hmm. But they're definitely not boomers because they're young parents. Youngish. Yes. Yeah. No, they're not boomers. Um, oh my gosh. Where you were talking about this? being in the cafeteria and girls being talking the about cafeteria. their desire girls and wanting to bone. Desire. Oh, okay. So I think <laughs> <laughs> I got there eventually. Thank you. Um, I think it just goes to show, like, I think our generation definitely had a really different experience around desire and around sex positivity but i think gen z is actually going to be even less fucked up Mm -hmm. um because i think we got and i've had this conversation i think with both of you sex positivity to the extreme where it was like you should be having sex all the time not like you should be having the sex you want to be having Mm. yeah and i think like overcorrected mm -hmm, and i think gen z is going to have a healthier balance Mm -hmm. of like i should listen to myself and i should do what i want to do which yeah. happens in the film. Yeah, it like, absolutely We kind of see the different avenues of it where, like, Julie's night kind of goes somewhat according to plan. And, and she has, like, the sex that she wanted with her boyfriend that she's, mm-hmm. like, madly in love with. Um, but isn't following UCLA. She's going to UCLA because she wants to go to UCLA. That's um, great. Yeah. <laughs> Get that And then Julie. Kayla, like, is, like, you know, kind of in that zone. But then she's like, you know what? Like... No, I don't. I'm not really feeling it. I feel like we should wait till Monday. LOL. That was hilarious. Um, but like, let's not. And so, what's really funny to me then is Connor's like, "Oh, do you want to do some like light journaling?" And she's like, mm, "No, like we can still get up to some stuff. It's just like you know, it's not going to be that stuff." Um, and like spoke up for exactly what she wanted. And I was like, I think she might have had the best night. Yep. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's and, not like Julie yeah. had much, like, Julie enjoyed herself, but you get the sense that, like... I she mean, had a no, very average first time. Yeah. Like, nobody's first time is really that pleasurable for women, unfortunately. I did have a great first time, but that's oh because I had been in physical therapy. So yes. I had, like, a very unusual You invested experience. in that I, good Well, time. I didn't have a choice, yeah. to be fair, but I, like, didn't even have to tell the person 
that wow I really hope my dad doesn't listen to this episode sorry dad. we're gonna learn a lot about each other <laughs> in this next hour um but my first time was actually great because I feel like yeah. I had that preparation but most people don't have that because they have mm-hmm. no reason to have that mm-hmm. so I feel like my first time wasn't mm-hmm. as like uh, choreographed as Julie's with like the mm. candle and the petals. Oh, yeah. No one's was. I'm not a think. fan of that, but um, I think I was like pretty happy with how it went and didn't feel like pain. So, mm-hmm. well, that's know. like such a <laughs> specific to the person experience. Mm-hmm. Like that's your mm-hmm. body. That's not true. Anything other than just how your body works. So, yeah, it is what it is. But it seemed like Julie, like, I don't know if Julie got off. Julie was like, Julie yeah, definitely really didn't off. get off. No. no. Julie was like, it was kind of awkward and a little painful, but like really perfect. And I was like, oh, sweetie, it gets so much better. But yeah, Kayla probably had some orgasms is my guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. sure. You know who had an orgasm? Chad. Ew. Oh, Chad with the fedora. That was one of those moments where I was like, Seth Rogen wrote this scene. Yeah. No woman wrote that scene. <laughs> yeah. No girl would laugh that off. That is very uncomfortable. And also ah, yeah. just, like, kind of gross. Like, did yeah. she take a shower afterward? Oh, God, I hope so. She anyway. did her, her makeup was off after that, or at least her lipstick was. Yeah. Well, that's also after she, like, puked everywhere. Oh, that's true. So that might <laughs> have been a, a big different kind of situation. Mm. Ella missed it. She was like, wait. Oh, yeah, you missed the moment. You'll have to go back and rewatch it. Uh, it, it, was, it, was, it was good. But for me, that would have ended my night. Like, I've had nights where I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have fun. And, and then vomit and happens, done. and then there's no fun to be had. That's what happens that. when you're 17, man. Ella and I were reminiscing, like... We can't do that anymore. Oh, We're too you know, old to do that. I, I might have been 24. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> I mean, I'm impressed. Like, I could never rally like that. That was not a thing. I used to be able to when I was younger. But at this point, like, even just drinking two beers gets me sick. And then I'm just like, it's bedtime. <laughs> it's All bedtime. Sad. No, like, champ- that's why I'm glad we're drinking champagne. It's yeah. because I'm a little little better with champagne. Um, but anyway, the boot and rally. Which apparently is not a term everyone knows, I found out recently. Oh. Yeah. I feel like I can, I figure can figure it out from context clues, mm-hmm. but. It was a big I, thing at I our school. I used it before. Yeah. It's what happens when you date a lot of frat bros. Ah. Ella dated like an entire frat. Ah. I did not date an entire <laughs> frat, but I dated most of one of the years of the frat. There you okay. go. No, that's, anyway, we don't need to chart that. <laughs> it's okay. I kind of, I mean, I didn't date an entire frat, but I. I was involved with enough members oh, yeah. of I forgot about a, that. an association that it was noteworthy and they talked about me, so. Oh. Anyway. I want a reputation. <laughs> Where do I get one of those? You have it's to go mixed, to a, a really small bag. school, I guess. Oh, uh, I it's did, but bag. then I didn't date F. Oh, oh yeah, because Anne was in a long distance, long-term relationship. No regrets. Some regrets. It's okay. It happens. Everything is slightly regretful and yet slightly not. Um, I want to look at my notes to see what mm-hmm. else I wanted to make sure we hit. Um, my notes always make me giggle, which maybe is kind of narcissistic. Sorry. No, it's that you're a funny person. Okay. Oh, it's just Bella. true. So one thing Ella and I were talking about right when we finished the movie was I commented on how realistic the situation seemed. Like three go- three girls go in with the idea that they're going to have sex this one night and one of them has, you know, the heteronormative kind of sex that we 
that they were obviously thinking about. Mm -hmm. Um, And then another girl, like, gets up to some other business. Actually, I guess they both do, but one in a way that doesn't actually really mean what it did for the other. I've gotten lost in your vague. (sighs) Sorry. Okay, so for Julie, she had, like, heteronormative... Yes. PIV. In in their sex, right? And then Kayla has... Oral Oral sex. sex. Yeah. And then... And likely some orgasms. Hopefully. Hopefully. And then Sam is, like, getting down with some handies, but it's, like, not some... She, like, did it more for an experiment than for a sexual experience. She wanted to clarify whether or not she was attracted to dudes. She She really should have gone with him, also. Yeah, he's, like, not who you go after if you want to figure out if you're attracted to men. Because, like, I'm attracted to some men, and I would... Yeah. Nope, never. No shaming on the podcast, but, like, not... Yeah. But they, like, purposefully tried to make him ridiculous. Like, he's wearing a fedora. Mm-hmm. He's performing karaoke. He's... I... Well, he's, like, the safe guy you date when yeah. you don't actually want anything to happen yep, in exactly. high school. Mm-hmm. 100%. That's the best way to describe it. But yeah. also, like, prop to Sh- Chad for modeling consent. Yeah. He's always Chad like, is a nice this guy. good? Are we doing that? Are we doing this? Are we doing really, this? Really, all of them were. Yeah. I mean, like, all three men were so receptive to what the women wanted. Yeah, even yeah. if we, like, roll our eyes at them at some point, it's never like, oh, my God, I hate them. It's like, oh, my God, you're ridiculous. Yeah, like, it was the parents that were crossing boundaries, not Yeah, not the, the men. That's a yeah. good point. And it's the, it's a movie about parents learning that that's not their boundary to cross. And also learning, like, the kids got it under control. Like, mm-hmm. none of the boys mm-hmm. were predatory. None of the yep. boys were violating anybody like it was nothing that happened was unhealthy it was just like teens being teens Mm -hmm. in like a nice consensual fairly communicative way yeah and i think one of the lessons i took away was just like trust the kids they're doing fine they just need to figure it out on their own and like if you're really worried about your your kid you're you're projecting your own stuff oh yeah all 100 percent And that was kind of the journey that Leslie Mann's character went through because she was the one who was like, oh, no, my poor baby. Like, she doesn't understand what this is going to do to her. Mm -hmm. And then she ends up in the hotel room while her daughter and her boyfriend (laughs) are, like, about to bone. And she's hiding under the bed and, Mm -hmm. like, doing all sorts of, like, stealth somersaults. And, oh, my gosh. She got electrocuted. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That was – I would have screamed. Props. Yeah. I know. Props to to not screaming while you get electrocuted. And she literally says, like, what am I doing here? And Mm -hmm. then makes a decision to leave. And that's when she gets stuck in the room but like it, she comes to it of her own volition mm-hmm. of like oh i am i should not be here this is not appropriate yeah. i'm really crossing a line and i appreciated that like she figured that out without having to have some sort of confrontation about mm-hmm. it at all yeah yeah it was a good moment i was not a fan of when john cena like picked up connor and threw no, him against the wall that was so inappropriate it was a break in tone and even though connor popped back up he's like i'm fine i'm like that's still not okay john it's cena violence. first of all is enormous mm-hmm. yeah if john cena pushed you into a wall you would not be okay mm-hmm. or like pushed you through a table one of my observations about the movie is that they were very respectful of the bodies of the girls involved and of their consenting and their bodily bodily autonomy like they were mm-hmm. good about that but not with the men in the movie whether mm-hmm. it was yeah. the boy who gets thrown into the wall the butt chugging scene like there it was like consent wasn't really as much of an issue and even in the scene when kayla and what's the connor 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 didn't really seem that excited yeah he was like we're gonna have sex tonight he's like oh are we we'll go where the evening takes us yeah he kept saying all this wishy-washy like oh we'll see what happens it's like actually maybe he didn't want to have sex i don't think he did i think he was like ready to journal you know (laughs) 
It's light German. RTJ. <laughs> yeah. It was this interesting, like, weird double standard within a movie about exploring double standards of, like, we do have to respect everyone's bodies, mm-hmm. too. Like, I'm glad that we're having this conversation about women, but, like, don't don't forget the dudes. <laughs> Isn't it refreshing to genuinely have a conversation where you're like, but what about men? I know. <laughs> but, I like, know. actually. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that was another observation I made to Ella right when the movie ended was it almost felt like two different movies. Like, yeah. part of it was, like, a a teen movie and then the other part was like a Seth Rogen movie and they were like Mm -hmm. smashed together Mm -hmm. and that was like all of those aspects were the Seth Rogen aspects it was like a a weird old peanut butter jelly sandwich it was was. and again like you could see the bare bones of the original movie Mm -hmm. and then you could see the stuff that was added that was really progressive and it was they were in direct competition with each other every so often Mm -hmm. and it was very strange yeah what about the men you guys yeah i'll say the other moment that threw me a bit was when the sam's dad is like giving his his friends or ex-friends like more context on like why he got divorced and his reasons for like you know being unfaithful in his marriage and he says like you know like she hit me one time and like we were in public and it's not addressed. Nobody talks about it. In fact, it's kind of implied that his friends weren't even listening. Mm-hmm. That and was very troubling that, to me, too. That was a bummer to me. I was like, why did you add this if you're not going to, like, talk about it? That was, like, a very jarring tone moment where he gets very real and honest yeah. and they ignore it. And I did not understand why. And I didn't understand what side of the joke I was supposed to be on because I was absolutely empathizing with him in that moment. Mm -hmm. And then it's like played for a laugh that they ignore him and interrupt him. And I wasn't sure if we should be laughing with his friends or judging his friends for not listening. They didn't clarify like who was really what side we should be on. Yeah. And and normally when we have these moments where like something kind of messed up happens or somebody says something like, wrong they get called out on it so yeah. it's almost like we're missing a third party to be like guys like it's not funny right maybe i'm like okay i'm giving the movie way too much credit right now but it might all go back to the dynamic where ike Barinholtz's character was the only one who was being rational in the beginning mm-hmm. and the other two are like so self-centered and so oriented yeah. around what's going on with them and their kids that they don't really care that was my question yeah like, i think i think that is, is one interpretation mm-hmm. that you could take. Is that the one they meant? He's the messy voice of reason. He... Yeah. Yeah. He and is. it was funny to me that he is, like, the least sex negative of all of the parents. Yeah. And yet he's also the one who, in the beginning at least, is set up as this cheater. And, like, he makes a joke about his sexual preference being women who aren't his wife. Like, it's very weird that in some ways he's very sex positive and also, like, very chill about his daughter being queer. Like, figures it mm-hmm. out before anyone else does. And is the least in bed, like, he's very much not into slut-shaming the teenagers and is, like, kind of acing it in that aspect of parenthood, but also has, like, the most, like, quote-unquote, like, problematic behavior himself. I wondered almost, though, if that was specific to that marriage. Like, if he wasn't saying that about, like, general, Mm -hmm. like, people who aren't his wife, but, like, the relationship they had was so horrible it was clearly like, like a marriage that needed to end up. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah um, i have a lot of like feelings about the way that movie portrayed divorce actually really well mm-hmm. and like all of the very weird ways that it impacts an entire family structure and i felt that they actually did a really good job with all the relationships involved in that um because we don't really see divorce acknowledged as something that can absolutely have an impact on a family even if it was the right thing to do Mm -hmm. and that at the end of the day there's no 
right thing to do. It's just that you have to invest in healing those relationships. And I felt that they did a really good job portraying that in a way that at first seemed judgmental, but actually was they were showing the judgment of other characters of like Barinholtz and not the movie itself wasn't judging him much. I felt like you no. can agree to disagree with me on that, but that was a sense I got was kind of like by the end of the movie, you get where he's coming from. Yeah. I think he was a ridiculous person. He was an absurd character, but his motivations yeah, made exactly. a bit more sense. They weren't, they weren't necessarily making fun of his decisions. They were mm-hmm. making fun of his personality, I guess. He's a goofy motherfucker. Yeah. Um, and that was another observation I think we all had was that it was a really good representation of different family dynamics, like 2018 family dynamics. You had the single mom who had had a kid when she was really young. You had the divorced parents. You had the parents who were still together. Yeah, I just thought it represented that well um, because, you know, families don't look the way they did and we don't have the same societal pressure to have, like, the perfect family. Mm -hmm. Families come in all shapes and sizes and it felt very real in that way. And the other thing I wanted to say was... So Julie and her boyfriend, Austin, she refers to their song a couple times and how Mm -hmm. they're going to dance to their song Mm -hmm. at prom. And when they decide to ditch early, she's like, oh, but we can't dance to our song. I was like, girl, get over it. But then (laughs) they play the song in the hotel room and it's a Niall Horan song. Of course it is. And I just thought that was really funny. Which song? Um, uh, It's his first song that he released. Um... Oh my gosh, I can't remember what it's called. I'm such a bad... I'm, I'm not a big Niall. I was going to say I'm a really bad fangirl, but, like, Niall, honestly, I think is really mediocre. Niall Horan confirms he's dating Haley Steinfeld. What? what? <laughs> Breaking news on the pod. We just, like, broke every volume level. I got to edit this episode fast so that it's still breaking, but... Oh, my God. Hold on. This is the Daily Mail, and I don't... Because that was the other songs that they played throughout the movie. There was, like, Haley Steinfeld oh songs. Oh, my fucking I would rather her God. love herself than Niall Horan. Haley Steinfeld has gone to the U.S. Masters Golf Tournament with Niall Horan, and quite frankly, that sounds like a very girlfriendy thing to do. True. What? Wow. Hold on, I need to Ew. see this date. Because Girl About Town, Niall Horn confirms he's dating. I need to see what the confirmation was. My internet is going so slow, and I'm so upset about it in this moment right now. Okay. Lita's making some superb faces of surprise. <laughs> I'm shocked. I'm, like, genuinely shocked. I'm going to try and capture some of these. Here, just keep, keep, <laughs> being, keep being candid. Okay, about. rumors first flew when the pair attended a, con- a concert in February. Um, blah, blah, blah. Oh my gosh, the Daily Mail. If you guys read the Daily Mail often, like they it's have atrocious. the most ridiculous captions. They're so dumb. They've written dumb captions about me in their one article about me really? having herpes. What yep. did they say? So they stole this photo of me from my Facebook page, my Facebook profile, my private Facebook profile of oh me God. sitting and it's like not, it's kind of a dimly lit photo. And they wrote, um, don't talk about herpes in the dark as the caption because Gross. the photo wasn't very well lit. And I was like, you chose it. You stole it off my Facebook. Like, don't make fun of the lighting. Hmm. Yeah, I don't like the Daily Mail. The Daily It's like such shit. <sighs> like, it's such a trash. Yes. Um, oh, okay. It says One Direction Style Horan has at last confirmed he's dating Pitch Perfect film star Haley Steinfeld by dragging her to watch the U.S. Masters Golf. It's a little Maybe dramatic. Maybe she likes golf. Maybe she likes yeah, like, you don't know. Fuck you, Daily Mail. You don't know. stereotype. Okay. Drag her, please. I'm, I'm like, I don't even know how to put into words how I'm feeling right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. We could, like, fit a cupcake in your open mouth right now. 
Yeah, make that face again. Check check them out on Twitter to see these photos of Lita having like a mental collapse. Vaguely. Remember how that was a thing for like 2.5 seconds? And, and then, then she, she got the back weekend, together. And then her and Justin got back yeah, together. Yeah, the Biebs. And then The weekend wrote scathing oh. lyrics about her. Ooh. I just can't imagine being that upset about Selena Gomez. Just ever. I don't understand. I, I don't know. I just don't have strong feelings about Selena Gomez. Anyway. Okay. Question. Sure. Do you think Haley Steinfeld can do better than Niall Horan? Yes. yes. It was yeah. unanimous. It was a unanimous but, agreement. But, okay, okay, okay. But what if we think about him more... Um, was he the Irish one? Yes, yeah. he's the okay, Irish well, one. Okay, he does have a fun accent. <laughs> but what if we think of him more like, not just, you the know... The least interesting boy band member? Well, but like, he has a lot of <laughs> that's, money. That's he's Louis, really successful. Though. True. <laughs> um, he seemed like the nicest one. He's definitely yeah. very nice. He's going on tour with Marin Morris, which shows like he has really good taste in music because Marin Morris is amazing. I'm also so okay. I've talked about this before. Actually, maybe I haven't. The fact that Harry Styles took Casey Musgraves on tour and Niall is taking Marin Morris mm. on tour, I'm like, I love Casey Musgraves. <sighs> Follow your arrow, girl. Follow it she, to Harry Styles. They are legends. So anyway, Niall Horan and Haley Steinfeld, you heard it here, here first. Maybe you didn't hear it here, I mean, it here first. You heard our re- live reaction. And that I'm is still valuable. like shocked. She's shook, y'all. I'm, I am <laughs> shook, right? Well, well, I have some key photos of, of Lita. <laughs> Shooketh Lita. Shooketh. Okay. Whew. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it back down. Yeah. How <laughs> was so that? Sorry. <laughs> Oh my god. Once Lita can bring it back down, <gasps> oh we're gonna god. talk uh, quick recaps of our own senior proms. Yeah. Okay. I'm fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you should go first. Alright, prom. I So my school had junior and senior prom, which is stupid. You should have one prom. Yeah, it does not true. make sense to have two proms. Mm-hmm. So I went to my junior prom, and then I went to the senior prom when I was a junior. And then I went to neither prom when I was a senior. Mm, nice. So I got it all out of the way. Good. And um, junior prom, I went with a friend who made me cry because <gasps> I had a crush on this boy who was not my date. And my date was like, you know, he'll never love you. So oh I cried. God. So that was great. Um, very nice man who okay. you've never met. Okay. Very sweet soul who I'm still friends with. Um, so that was junior prom. And then senior prom, I watched the boy I had a crush on make out with someone else. So I was just like double oh, whammy. I've been there. And then the next year, I, so I didn't go to prom, but I did go to the after party held at a friend's house, which was wild. Nice. And I ironically wound up on a balcony with the boy I had gone to junior prom with the previous year who had made me cry. Mm-hmm. And he had feelings for me. And it was one of those nights where I was like, you know what? this is your super bad moment. Like, this is your one shot with me. Like, you know what? I'll like, I'll I'll entertain this. And so he went on this huge romantic speech about like, you know, like the moon is so beautiful and like, it's such a beautiful night. And like, you look beautiful. It was like this whole thing. And then like, instead of going in for the kiss, he panicked and like his brain short circuited. And he went into like sitcom best friend mode and was like, and then the meteors struck and then the dinosaurs all died. And like, what? effectively killed the moment oh my God. and like i was losing it laughing but it was so clear that he just like 
he choked and it became this like legendary story and like now we laugh about it and we're like thank god nothing happened no you don't you've never met him i'll explain later i'll preserve his dignity very good person (laughs) but like it was one of those moments where i was like i am now emma stone in this prom movie Mm. and i did not have sex until college is the short version of my proms but um yeah i prom is dumb it's a waste of money that's my formal opinion okay Anne, you go okay i'm gonna talk about senior prom um senior prom i had been dating my boyfriend at the time for a couple months and he got like a nice tux and i got this like beautiful like mermaid style bright orange dress that was like i said earlier very flattering to my body but um also a very bold look that (laughs) like all of the prom dresses and blockers looked great like you could wear them to other events this one was very much like just for prom Mm. um and we go to dinner at huber's downtown which is (laughs) coincidentally is in the exact same building as where i now work so oh, full circle yeah. oh, that's so <laughs> uh, and i got like french onion soup because i thought that everything on the menu was too expensive and i just wanted some soup you were, it's expensive yeah that's legit yeah um and i had been invited to like get ready ahead of time at the msc suites downtown with like my friend group oh my which God. my mom forbade me to go to so this is the closest my mom ever got to like a blocker style parent mm. she's like no like i'm not comfortable with that like i'd really prefer that like you just like go straight to prom and then like you know have a plan for getting home afterward and i was like mom like you know my friends you trust my friends we're, like we're not getting out to anything wild i think she was worried we we're gonna be like drinking uh. which again it was so not my friends and I, they weren't um but i was like you know what fine i'm i'm not willing to fight over it i'm still gonna happen at prom priorities yeah but the deal i struck out of that i was like okay well i'm not gonna get ready with my friends and like get makeup like i want to but can i like bring my boyfriend home like with me afterwards because like you know you don't want me driving all over town like late at night dropping him off at his place across town and then like dropping you know Mm -hmm. me off like it's just safer if we both come straight home mom genius (laughs) did that work it worked it worked on both our sets of parents. Wow. Um, so we didn't get up to sex stuff, but we got up to the other fun stuff. Nice. Not not like exactly like Kayla, but in a similar vein. Fair enough. And no one cried, hopefully. Nobody cried. Good. Better than my proms. <laughs> the bar is low. My prom was great. Because, okay, here's my theory about prom. <laughs> my theory about prom is it sucks if you go with someone you're like romantically entangled with because then you're like self-conscious and you're like what does prom mean though Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know like it it carries all this weight so I didn't go my junior year which is when I was dating someone who's now the worst person in the entire world um but we decided not to go to prom because we were nerds and it was the same weekend as the state speech and debate tournament (laughs) so we didn't go nerds like a mean girls adaptation <laughs> it was here. a limit didn't exist <laughs> um, his mom was so mad he was like she was like you you're not giving me any pictures like i'm gonna make you guys dress up so i can get pictures <laughs> it was very funny um so i went my senior year and i wasn't dating anyone at the time and another one of my friends asked me out with cupcakes Aww. and so we just went as friends and i like didn't dance with him at all and i just danced with my friends to like tayo cruz and I had gone on a seven-mile run that morning, and I was wearing three-inch heels, and oh, I, like, damn. literally could not move the next day. My calves hurt so badly. Ouch. Um, but we danced all night, and it was amazing. Dance all night like it's dynamite. Wow, okay. Um, <laughs> I like what dynamite? you said about, like, just going and dancing with your friends. That's pretty much exactly what the girls in this movie do. Like, it they was, show up to yeah. prom, so immediately ditch their dates, I wish I'd done that. and dance together. I, t- I swear that, like, if I could give 
high school girl's advice, it would be like, ditch your fucking dates. You're going to be so self-conscious. Because what I was watching the real couples at prom, and mm-hmm. I was like, wow, they look so uncomfortable. A real couple broke up at my prom, <gasps> like right at the photo booth while everybody was waiting in line and everybody watched them break up. And so they did cry. <gasps> oh, my God. But I didn't know them, so I didn't count them Do you know why? No, I don't know why. Oh. So my question for you guys is, like, was prom equal to sex? Because I feel like there was definitely an assumption in my high school of, like, or I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but, like, of if you are in a couple that you should have sex after prom. And I see that a lot in pop culture of, Mm -hmm. like, that's ever since, like, 16 Candles, that kind of movie, it's, like, you have sex after prom. Yeah. And I wonder, like, I always wondered how true that was for other people. I think that's, like, the meme of it. But I don't remember that being, like, an understanding in my high school. But also my high school had a lot of, like, Mormons who... Mm. I'm not going to say all of them didn't, like, have sex in high school, but it wasn't really a big part of the consciousness of at least, like, big parts of my friend groups. Hmm. Okay, two things. One, all of the Mormons that we went to middle school with genuinely think Ella and I are getting married. Oh, yeah. Which I think is hilarious. Hilarious. Because Ella and I have been engaged on Facebook since our junior year of college. (laughs) I still get so many targeted ads for engagement things. And it's like Facebook... And, like, I get them on Instagram, too, now oh that God. Facebook owns Instagram. I get the craziest target ads because I've just totally messed up their algorithm. Mm. Like, Cambridge Analytica probably thinks I'm, like, a Portland lesbian <laughs> with a bunch of corgis <laughs> who loves to hike. Ella which, like, and Lena are wearing matching, not matching flannel, but We're both purple and red flannel. They complement them <laughs> each other. Um, so I think it's not just, like, Facebook that gets the impression <laughs> as you're walking down the street. That's fair. I probably read a lot gayer now than I used to. When we got engaged, also me. I mean, I'm wearing this. I'm wearing a men's polar sweatshirt. My boyfriend is teaching me how menswear works, which is like a really wonderful example of dating in 2018. Mm -hmm. 2018. (laughs) Um, But the thing about prom is, I was friends with a bunch of nerds because I mentioned speech and debate, but I was also on the robotics team, so I was a hella nerd. No one had sex. No one had sex. See, I was mostly a theater kid and. It felt like either everyone was having sex or everyone wanted to and was worried. And the other thing that I found really interesting about this movie is that, so I was a teenager not that long ago. If I'm about to turn 26, it's been like less than a decade since I was a teen. Um, But I was like the horny girl who always wanted to have sex. And I kept getting the same speech from the boys that I dated or fooled around with of like, your virginity is a gift and I don't deserve it. And I got rejected over and over again. Oh. I know, and it's really dumb. And like I found it interesting that that never that language never came up in the movie. There was no way to address there was no attempt to address women's virginity yeah. as being precious or yeah. I think the closest thing is like your first time should like feel nice and special and be mm-hmm. a good experience. Which is like I th- yeah. And it's funny, like I had a reaction of like, oh, like I don't like that conditioning, but at the same time I was like, wait, but that's like very true. Like sex should be with someone who you trust, even if it's not in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like and you should, yeah, anyway. I mean, it is vulnerable. Like, mm-hmm. that's the thing, especially when you're doing it for the first time. Yeah. You're like, things are going in places where they haven't been before. And, like, there mm-hmm. are risks associated with this that I can't really comprehend yet. I just remembered yeah. a joke from the movie. It was oh. like, will he know where to put it? Oh, and yeah. the other dad's like, well, there's only two options. Oh, my God. I was yeah. like, oh. Yeah, that was hilarious. So it's a good raunchy comedy. <laughs> it is. It, there's a lot of raunch. There's but butt chugging. There, well. Oh, God. Oh God. Gross. That was... Don't stick things up your butt if you don't want to and if you don't have lube. Yeah. Consent. Lip gloss isn't lube. No, spit neither is lube. spit. Just don't, just don't do that. So I guess 
the moral is carry around lube. Yeah. Yes. It's a good moral. <laughs> anyway. Okay, let me let me refer to my notes. Does anyone have any last comments about blockers? A lot of condoms in the movie. There were a lot of condoms. Which is good. Use yeah. use protection. Or if you're not using it, have a conversation about it. Yeah, and they even had at one point like you know, try again because the condom they were using, they're like, oh, I think I did it wrong. Let's just use another, which is best Dude, it practices. Happens. Mm-hmm. It happens. It's very easy to do. They're not. They're Condoms not, are kind of confusing. It's not, it's not like, very well designed. They yeah. break. It's true. Shit happens. Anyway. Word. Um, yeah, I'm still really shook over the whole Haley Steinfeld and Niall Horan thing. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, <laughs> that's going to that's gonna take me a while. But, um, okay. So the other two things, I'm going to save my five seconds of summer rant. I feel like I would rather do the assigning members of Crooked Media to One Direction Mm. members and then do our game. And I'll save my five seconds of summer rant for next time. But get excited because they're shitholes and I hate them. I'm so excited. Oh my god, that was strong feelings. The Rolling Stone article about five seconds of summer is legitimately one of the most upsetting things i've ever read like Ooh. one of the things that has made me feel most disrespected in my life many men are repugnant as our thesis statement that moving on to accurate. some men who are not repugnant okay so our crooked media bros we have john favreau we have john lovett we have tommy vitor we have dan pfeiffer we are about to assign them to members of one direction do we <laughs> include zane or not this is the question no, he left. Kay. He doesn't get to do this. Um, okay. He was the first slave. But also, Lita, contact. Why, 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 are, why are we doing this? Oh, okay, good. Anne is always here to play this <laughs> role because I just, like, go off on my own shit. Um, okay, so I saw a really funny Tumblr post this week that was making fun of a picture of the Crooked Media crew all, like, lined up in a picture. And someone made a joke, like, ha, 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 30-something boy band. And then someone put a picture of One Direction underneath them and, like, got into an argument over who was who. And mm-hmm. I was like, we must do this on the pod. Oh, yeah. This is, we yeah. must. This combines two of my favorite things in the whole entire world, Crooked Media and One Direction. So... We have the members of Crooked Media, and then we have One Direction. We have Harry Styles. We have Louis Tomlinson. We have Niall Horn, and we have Liam Payne. Mm-hmm. So we are about to start making assignments. Oh, my. It's a lot of pressure, I know. Believe me. Liam is the generic one, right? Liam is the generic one who now has a baby with Cheryl mm-hmm. from Girls Aloud, the British pop group. She's okay. a decade older than him. So and Liam is Dan Pfeiffer, right? That's what I was going to yes! say. Yes! That's 100% that is, where, yeah. Not he, to call yeah. Dan generic, but he is welcoming a child. He's welcoming a child, and they used to call Liam Daddy Direction back mm. in the One Direction days because he was, like, the one who didn't drink because one of his kidneys was broken, but oh. then it, like, fixed itself, and there was a really funny uh, sign that someone held up at a One Direction concert about Liam's kidney. <laughs> I just fanned him, yeah. I also feel like Dan Pfeiffer is, like, the really smart, really kind one who doesn't have, like, really strong attributes other than Mm. that, you know? Like, he's just kind of, he adds to the mix, but he's, like, the straight man of the comedy gang. Yeah, I see Other than, like, really hating Paul Ryan, which, like, relatable. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's 100% Paul Ryan's. Dan Pfeiffer equals Liam Payne. Good Mm -hmm. call. Who's next? Do we want to move on to Louis and just like work our okay, way? Okay, I think I think Louis is love it. Okay, I explain. think Louis is love it because Louis was always the like Joker troublemaker, like would mm-hmm. run off, 
during um, a music video with a golf cart and mm-hmm. would just like peace out, terrorize, terrorize their security. They're the chaos demons of the crew. They are the chaos <laughs> demons. They are the ones who are there to have a good time. They are the ones who are like kind of all about them and not in a, you know, bad way, but they have the most personality and they're not afraid to show it. They right? are the protagonists in the movie that are their lives. Yeah. Okay, I 100% agree. Okay, so we have Favreau and yep. Tommy. Tommy, Bochu, my Bochu love. Is Favreau the Harry Styles since he keeps everyone, he's like the He's the kind of the, like the lead, but in a sense. Yeah. He, I think that's true because John Favreau is not necessarily the most interesting one, although I think Harry Styles is the most interesting one now. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was necessarily the most interesting one when they were in the group. He was like the pretty boy. He was for the a long notorious time. one, but I think that's because he dated Taylor Swift. Like, mm-hmm. I think that was a huge mm-hmm. thing um that sort of skyrocketed his popularity but you're right he was like the cute one they're arguably like the tall dark handsome members of the group i see that i see yeah that. but yeah i see how they're the glue they're like the person that most people know mm-hmm. you know like most yeah. people would know who harry styles was before they knew louis tomlinson and niall horan you know yeah they and my that recognition my original thought was like like john lovett and harry styles have the most name recognition outside of their groups but i mm-hmm. don't think that they actually mesh in personality they oh, no. just are like the breakout stars yeah. but then that leaves niall and tommy which works which for actually me. niall kind of is works. a bit yeah. of a boat shoe he, niall mm-hmm. is a boat shoe Blonde. they're both like so so kind um so like just easy golden to retrievers up. of persons yeah they are just like the sweet they seem respectful mm-hmm. <laughs> i completely like, then they are the they're the type you want to carry you home after your bachelor party yes <laughs> the only difference is like i'm hugely attracted to tommy vitor not at all to niall horan but uh, that's yeah. like my own thing oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so it's fine well, tommy's a man and Niall's a boy. That's true. Yeah, that's true. But Haley Steinfeld seems to be working out for her, so. Haley Steinfeld is also a child. She's 19, so right? She's young. She's a, a baby. I wish them well. I wish them I just... safe oh. sex and orgasms. He seems like he would be bad in bed. Is that just me? But Haley seems like she'd be great in bed, she so does. maybe I mean, she'll teach him. About All we know about exactly. that is that Ellie Golding had the choice <laughs> between Ed Sheeran and Niall Horan. <laughs> And a night when they were on tour, and she went with Niall Horan. But, like, wouldn't you? Everyone, yeah. everyone would. would. I can't believe he wrote a song bitching about this. That was everybody the would. fucking It was Niall Horan was the other show? You know that. I knew it was about Ellie Goulding. Yeah. Yeah, Ed Sheeran's a little bitch. Can we just address that? Yeah, he's definitely. I he's cannot stand him. I have friends who really like him, and I'm like, but he just seems like such a buzzkill. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. he's the guy who would be like, I'm friend-zoned. He did anyway. do that. He yeah. did that throughout albums. Do you think he and Taylor Swift actually had a thing? No. I okay. think he you think that's buzz? and imagined it forever. Well, like, She's the-, the Chad. <laughs> no, no, no. He's the, he's chat. the chat. He's her chat. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, wasn't there a song on her new album that had, like, a gold tattoo, and, like, everybody was wondering if that was about him? I don't buy it. I still think she's gay. Don't come after me, Taylor Swift's lawyers. That would be more entertaining. I read something that I'm too embarrassed to talk about on the pod. So okay, I'll text me later. later. Was it fan fiction? Yes. Okay. <laughs> this is a safe space, um, but I understand. There, 
is actually like quite a strong um, contingent of people who think that Taylor Swift and Carly Claus are together. Oh, one hundred percent. The the K lores or whatever they're called. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, I've never read the fic, but I have looked at the manips, and Send they are me. great. You don't even need manips though. They've taken so many Vogue shoots together. They also like are very handsy with each other in public. Anyway, this is this is why I ship it. Anyway, we successfully assigned members of Crooked Media to One Direction. We have Dan Pfeiffer, a.k.a. Liam Payne. We have John Lovett, a.k.a. Louis Tomlinson. Niall Horan, a.k.a. Tommy Vitor. Did I just reverse that on accident? Doesn't matter. And <laughs> Harry Styles as John Favreau. So you're welcome. If you've ever wondered, we solved it for you. Perfect. If you disagree with us, come after us on Twitter. Tweet us, at Vodka Limstand. <laughs> I love John Lovett. Everyone Just so loves much. John Lovett. I want Ronan Farrow friend. loves John Lovett. Their love story. I want them to have a Lifetime movie about their relationship. The Lifetime is sad. I don't want them to have a Lifetime movie. I want them a to Hallmark. have a TV original Hallmark, Hallmark movie. movie. Yeah. Yes. yes. ABC Original Family. Is that what you were saying? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, for some reason, Freeform, I wanted to be I feel like Freeform yeah. should get into the movie business. Freeform <laughs> should. should make a movie about them. About Ronan, the like young twenty-three-year-old new employee at the State Department, and <laughs> I'm so inappropriate as a human. I'm so sorry. <laughs> John Lovett, speechwriter to President Obama, and Ooh. they meet at some sort of fancy bullshit DC thing, and we need to talk about Ronan Farrow's Instagram. Can we talk about how obsessed with himself he is? He is the well, one, he's super self-absorbed. Up. Second of all, he's like the hottest alien I've ever seen. He oh does my. look plasticky. He looks like a hot alien. There's yeah. something not right there. I just like, I admire his thirst for himself. Yeah. And like, maybe it's just self-promotion and he just happens to be hot. So it seems self-absorbed. But like, all of his photos are just him being like, I got some lemon of him on Don he's Lemon. Like, yeah. He's I'm just so fascinated by it. And John Lovett is so the opposite because mm. he's just a hot mess. And he, like, knows he's a hot mess. He's very honest. It's like him at Chipotle and Del Taco. Well, and he's, like, just, self-absorbed like, but about his, like, He thinks he's ability. very funny and he's, smart. He, yeah. Which he's right on. But he has that self-deprecating thing that Ronan Farrow does not have. Yes. And that's actually, oh my gosh, okay, I'm about to shout out some Pod Save America fic. There's a line in a fic where John Lovett is being insecure <laughs> and is showing us a picture of Ronan Farrow and making a He literally takes photos face. of himself on the television and puts them on his Instagram. Like, you're you're so famous that you don't need to do that anymore. Wow. You and know? he still retweets. Like, he does the thing that, you know, people who are less famous. On the up and up. Where they retweet everything positive that people say about them. Yeah. And it's like, bitch, you don't need to do this anymore. You're the Ronan Farrow. Like, you write for the New Yorker. You worked for the State Department. Like, we get it. You're a genius. Mm-hmm. You're brilliant. You went to law school when you it's were 19. Strange. Like, stop making the rest of us feel bad. I just, like, I want to know, like, I want to I know what their relationship is like. Because they're such polar opposites. Like, I'm like, is he goofy in private? Right, like, they play video games together that I do know. Ronan Farrow is weird. into video games. I know. It's weird Also, just, like, men are very strange. Oh, yeah. That's true. But anyway, I just, as an aside, I love them. I support them. I support their relationship. Ronan, if you want any Instagram strategy tips, DM me on Twitter. You need to fix that. What's your handle? 
uh, at Bros and Pros on on Twitter. You are a grown, successful man. You have a book coming out. You You're need a better strategy old, for your social bitch. media. Thirty. He's only thirty. Okay, because he went to oh college when he was like 14. Baby. He went to law school when he was 19. He started working at the State Department when he was 23. He's like a like genuinely like an intellectual prodigy. I turned 26 in a month, and all I've done with my life is get herpes and then like write some semi-popular articles <laughs> that about is it. That's not true. Ella is being very silly right now. She's much more accomplished. I than just that. like all of my accomplishments are like me salvaging my regrets into content. And he's like worked for the okay, State we Department. I'll be Ronan and Farrow, I know. You know? And I he just... has he has opportunities that none of us I could know. have possibly had coming from this extraordinarily famous family. He has those Frank Sinatra eyes. A legitimate love child. One hundred percent Frank Sinatra's hey. son. The conspiracy's real. It's it's real news. Real. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> if Ronan Farrow's lawyers would like to contact me as well as Taylor Swift's, my handle <laughs> on Twitter is still at Bros and Pros. <laughs> You can come after all of us. We have nothing. So I have yeah. no money. I feel like we're in the days of fanfiction.net when they were like, don't sue me. All I the have disclaimer. are college debt. Yeah. <laughs> I have many nice flannels. I just have college loans and nothing else. All I've got is this podcast equipment. Yeah. And even that, I almost sold the mimosa now. on today. Could have lost it all. We... We're very um, quick reflex. Use your selfie sticks responsibly when drinking. <laughs> don't don't do as we did. Uh-huh. Um, All right. Look at the game. The Sorry. game. The I game. Think, should we call it the game? Just call it the game and not have a name for it because all of our followers haven't given all us five all, of them. All, <laughs> five might even all be All five like, of them haven't even given us the free labor of naming our game that we made for ourselves. Let's it's Matchmaker. It. No, that's bad. <laughs> I don't hate it. I think okay, we'll keep going with the game. But we're Soul not twins. opposed we're not opposed to the changing game. it. You know? Mm-hmm. Like TBD. Give us give us again at vodka lemstand. Exactly. Because lemonade yeah. doesn't fit in the handle. It's too long. Yeah. Twitter. Okay. So our game oh my gosh. I forgot how funny this was until <laughs> we, I just we made a very entertaining choice. Okay. Ella so, helped us make a very entertaining choice. Yes. We gave Ella because she's the special special guest, um, the power to choose our public figures this week and she chose the royal family. So we're definitely gonna do Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Who should our third person be? The Queen. Really? Okay. Yes. We'll go with the queen. And we thought, you know, to make it extra meta, we would go with the TV show Suits, which is, of course, how all of us know Meghan Markle is the USA show Suits. That's literally the only thing I've ever seen her in. Actually, she was in a Hallmark movie. I couldn't watch it because it was from like 2014 and I couldn't find it anywhere on the internet. But she was in a Hallmark movie. She was on uh, that one with the suitcases game show. Baggage? Deal or no deal. Oh, okay. She was. <laughs> she held up one of the suitcases, yep. right? If Great she was on baggage, that is like, quite an ascent. That's girl. a come up if she was on baggage. I mean, either way, like deal Will or no deal. You accept my baggage. Still. I'm an American, and you're the prince of England. I'm like biracial and American and a commoner. That needs to be its own game. Is like, what are the baggage items for public figures? That would be really fun. <laughs> I'd have to watch the show first. Oh, we will introduce you. Oh, I've been iconic. sharing it with everyone. Iconic. Anyway. So we have, who do we want to start with? Let's Meghan, end with Prince Meghan Harry. Markle. And Okay. So do you want to start with the queen or Prince Harry? Prince Harry. Okay. 
Prince Harry's favorite character in Suits. He's got a reputation as like a reformed party boy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you getting Mike vibes? I'm getting Mike vibes. I am. Also, like, don't you think he secretly wants to be like? I think he wants to be Harvey, but is actually Mike. Oh, that's a good take. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that's a very good take. Feelings can be very complex like this. You're right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're, he's an aspirational Harvey. Mm-hmm. He is a Mike. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, living in his brother's shadow. He's not going to mm-hmm. be king. Nope. But, like, he kind of wants to be, but also is, like, very relieved he's not, mm-hmm. is my guess. That's very understandable. Yeah. Can I also share a really quick one of my favorite Prince Harry memes? Of course. I was scrolling through Tumblr, and the caption was, uh, well, it's a video of um, Prince Harry, like, on a military base. And he's, like, being interviewed while in um like fatigues and um in the background you see people like starting to like run towards something and he like looks behind and it's like immediately like ends the interview like gets very serious like takes off his microphone and starts running too but the caption was when you're in the club and gasolina comes on (laughs) (laughs) and i was like yes that that's exactly right that's exactly what i do when i'm in the club and gasolina comes on (laughs) i haven't heard that song since like middle school i love it that's a bop it I is. don't know. What song are you talking Gasolina. about? Dame mas gasolina. Oh! <laughs> oh, my God. Only lyrics And that's the most that I will sing of it. But, yeah, we're going to have a little playlist afterwards. We're going to put some Haley Steinfeld on. We're going to play Tayo Cruz the and Gasolina. The song. Mm-hmm. Tayo Cruz is fucking legit. I had so much Tayo Cruz on my half marathon playlist. Oh, like, yeah. I can't even tell you. Oh, it's yeah. like... Anyway. So, okay. the queen. Lita the queen. did a half marathon, if you haven't figured that out. Actually, I did like five, but oh, it's oh fine. My <laughs> but it's fine. Um, <laughs> back when I used to be a runner, now I'm just a lazy asshole. Um, but you do yoga. I do. I just walk up the stairs to my fourth floor apartment. I mean, that's such it's a... not nothing. Mm-hmm. The queen. The queen. Jessica. Um. Yeah. Or is that too on the nose? The show doesn't have a lot of like ladies in charge. I mean, Donna's kind of like. The queen ain't no assistant, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like Jessica, because she's really, okay, so the law firm, of course, is Pearson Hardman. Hardman, like, shows up for half a second, it's drama, and then he goes away again. So she's kind of the one running the ship, and she's embroiled in all sorts of drama, because it's, like, the least functional law firm anyone's ever seen. Um, but I think Jessica's really the only person who makes sense, because she's the woman in power. She, I mean... Especially just like as a woman of color in power running this like huge New York law firm. But then again, the queen coming from she's a place never of really been an like... underdog, yeah. But I think she would like it, she's, she'd appreciate yeah. it. And maybe like somebody who's weathered a lot of change mm-hmm. because that is something That's the queen fair. has had in her career. It's like what it means to be the reigning monarch of yeah. the United Kingdom completely changed during her tenure as queen. That's true. Absolutely. Have you guys been watching The Crown? Mm-hmm. There we go. I couldn't get into it. I'm oh, sorry. I love it. I, I love, love it. it. I'm British. I have to enjoy it. But, like, she had to weather... I, like, it's obviously the queen is not a woman of color. The queen is the queen of fucking the England. Most but like, opposite you could possibly be. Yeah, she has yeah. every privilege in the world. But she was also, like, undereducated and undermined because she was so young and so ill-prepared to be queen and I feel like she had to, like, prove herself and learn her own agency and her own power. And obviously, in Suits, very different dynamic. We mm-hmm. see her ever already having achieved all of that success. But maybe that's who the queen would relate to. I think 
so. I mean, I think the power and just like the trials and tribulations that come with having that much power, mm-hmm. I think that would be very relatable. And dealing with everyone else behaving like children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Margaret, I know Prince you Harry was like a disaster for so long. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Margaret was a little dumbass. Everybody's and her, a mess. what, her uncle who was formerly oh, king and was abdicated you know, the throne, the Nazi king. And she had to like, yeah, she had to like set up like boundaries with him. He sucks. So, I, I agree. Don't Being be friends with Hitler, dude. Also, don't be friends with Hitler. That's like yep. pretty solid too. That, it's like it's, if you can do one good thing in your life and it's don't be friends with Hitler, do that thing. I just remembered a thing in Blockers where one of the moms, the Sam's mom is describing one of her friends and her... Now husband is like, oh, you mean racist, Jen? <laughs> you oh, know we Jen. Didn't, Jen we didn't talk about the other... Oh, racist Jen. <laughs> we didn't talk about the other parents in Yeah, blockers. yeah. Well, we, we talked about it briefly, and I'll just so I'll just splice it blockers? in. I'll splice it in. <laughs> That's fair. Oh, is it just blockers? <laughs> it's just blockers. It's just like emoji chicken blockers. I don't know what the name of the movie is. <laughs> there is a lot of use of emojis. My parents would not. My parents would not be able to discern emoji language they would be so confused my dad would figure it out my dad is an emoji boss my mom doesn't really know how to send text messages <laughs> she's working on it my mom is the one who's the emoji boss and my dad just rants to me about various politics related things my mom mom if you're listening it'll be because somebody taught you how to download podcasts <laughs> and i know that i promised to do that like months ago and i'm really sorry <laughs> And next time I'm home, I will help you download Crooked Media because I told you I would do that in December. And I love you and I'll, the emojis aren't important. My dad just started listening to Pod Save America. Oh, he hi. Early, but he was like, he's very funny. I was like, bitch, I know. Yes. <laughs> he also thinks we're very funny. So, I mean. Oh, yeah. Hello, Lita's dad. Shout out to Lita's dad. He was a good review on our website. Mm-hmm. <laughs> our only review. Now he needs to put that on the itunes he's gonna complain so much about how long this episode is yeah review we're and subscribe and review listeners. and subscribe listen to ella mm-hmm. okay we still need to do megan markle megan, who's megan markle's favorite character on suits <laughs> <laughs> so megan markle the joke obviously here is that she was on suits she played rachel zane the paralegal turned eventually lawyer mike's girlfriend turned eventually wife i don't know i stopped watching smoke show she's hot as hell oh, yeah smoke show so hot like good for prince harry honestly Mm -hmm. if he was not royal there is no way no she's so hot fucking way yeah oh anyway we're having a lot of feelings (laughs) so pretty she's yeah her hair is amazing her face is amazing so is her favorite character rachel zane or what (laughs) um i got distracted by how hot she is Mm, which reminded me that i'm queer Hey-o. fun fact <laughs> <laughs> uh, members of the brat whoa bi brigade the brat pack members of the are we the bi pack we could be the bi pack we buy one be... get two free <laughs> 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 this episode brought to you by prosecco <laughs> but actually we had two bottles of chloe prosecco well Did we really drink two well, and spilled, spilled one, half of but it. she's been oh. drinking a beer, so Is there it's more? No. Oh, that happened fast. I poured really large glasses. Oh, yeah. that explains everything. Okay. We're very utilitarian on this podcast. Um, we're do we think? Concerned. Do we think Meghan Markle is self-absorbed? Oh, that's a really interesting question. I feel like she actually might relate to Boss Lady. What's her to name? Jessica? Jessica. 
because she's like moving on up in the world clearly she she has a lot of ambition and self-control and self-possession yeah like we might actually have a double booked leading lady that's fair and i think even though Meghan Markle is biracial, she is still the first like person of color to enter enter the royal family. And that has not been a smooth transition for the royals, let's be Oof. real. So I think there is some truth to Meghan Markle identifying with Jessica because she is the first person of color to be entering the royal family. And Jessica presumably was the first woman of color to lead that particular law firm maybe like not all law firms mm-hmm. but that particular law firm in the fictional new york city in the fi- <laughs> well yes wasn't that show recorded in like vancouver Everything's aren't all recorded shows vancouver. recorded in vancouver everything from the cw is recorded mm-hmm. in vancouver yeah. literally all of it why i guess it's cheaper it's a beautiful city i want to visit i was just there Oh. You were yeah. just there. I haven't mm-hmm. been to Vancouver since I was a kid. You should come visit me after the conference one year. My mom asked me why I hadn't done that, actually. Yeah. We could go to Gastown. I could buy some cowboy boots for like 700 Canadian dollars. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Meghan Markle. Um, I think I that selection that. makes sense. Yeah. If we're allowed to double book. We're absolutely allowed to double book. And I think she might also see... A little bit. I don't know what is convincing me of this, but I think she might see a little bit of Donna too, mm-hmm. just in that kind of like more rebellious nature. Like Jessica's pretty conventional. Like she is very unique in a lot of ways, but she is pretty conventional as a character in terms of her leadership. So mm-hmm. Donna's think. also like flirty, finding power from below and working her way up, keeping all the men on track. Hot AF. Hot AF. Mm -hmm. Having all sorts of sexual attention with someone that she, like, maybe shouldn't have sexual attention with. Mm -hmm. And that's how she became a princess. I don't know. I'm not going to slut shame Meghan Markle. I think you have to be, like, good at standing out. Yeah. And good at romance in order to attract attention from somebody who gets a lot of attention already. Yeah. How did they meet? They met through mutual friends. Someone set them up. Who's their mutual friend? I don't know. They wouldn't say. That's so weird. Watch it be like a Facebook situation. Did Hmm? you guys see the New York Times piece that was like an animated FAQ of the royal wedding? Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, my gosh. Emily Emily Black Favreau tweeted it. That's the only reason why I knew about (laughs) it. Uh, This is turning swiftly into just like a crooked media fan cast. But I love it. I mean, someone needs to do it. Maybe then we'll get invited to their shows. Oh, yeah. Free merch. We should, uh, you know, be panelists. Like, it's fine. Um, Dream team. We're hilarious. I have a lot of evolved thoughts on sexual culture. So, John Lovett, <laughs> if you, like, needs, like, need, like, a feminist guest when you're in New York City, it'd be great. Then I get my $90 back for that nice. Rockefeller, not Ooh, Rockefeller Center. Whatever. Sent. Where is it happening? Radio City. Radio City. Be a much better seat on the stage than in the second balcony. True. I paid $60 for a seat in Austin. New York City, baby. I know. Prices are high. I know. But ours was during South by Southwest, so you would think it would have been really expensive. Who are these people sleeping on it? South by. Barf. Sorry. Those assholes in Austin would... Whatever. ...call me out for being a tourist. Anyway. uh, That's how they met. Mutual friends. 
apparently, because she has all of her, like, weird humanitarian work. Okay, it's not weird, but it's just, like, actress turned humanitarian. I'm just kind of, like, eye roll, you know? Mm -hmm. Could you imagine if, like, you were Meghan Markle Mm -hmm. and your friend was, like, I've met the perfect man for you. Okay, he's ginger. Don't hold it against him. (laughs) He's very smart. He's, like, a reforming playboy. So, like, I know that he may not seem available, but just, like, hear me out. I think that you'd be the person to, like, domesticate him. And Megan's like, okay, all right. Like, I'm I'm nervous but intrigued. And she's like, he's very well-bred and well-connected and he's bound for good things. His name is Prince Harry. (laughs) How does that even happen? Or, like, were they at a party? At like a mixer? I don't think so. I think it was like a more formal, but God, I don't know anything. This is just what I've read. I'm really excited for like the Lifetime or the Hallmark movie that's oh, coming you know out. No, I think something has already happened. Yeah, no, I saw, yeah. I just watched the trailer and oh I'm God, like, I'm going to watch so this. We're I'm into it. it. I'm very American and my dad is English and he does not like the royal family. Well, I shouldn't uh, say that. I, I might hurt his like business, but the royal like. royal family more than the British. Yeah. Because that's like, oh, more celebrities. We do love our celebs. I think the British, like, some British folks really admire the royals because it gives, like, a sense of, like, country pride and there's, like, a huge amount of buy-in and, like, them giving national identity. And then some Brits are like, we're poor and you guys are expensive. They are expensive. The wedding costs. Millions and millions of dollars. Kate and uh, William's wedding. Holy fucking shit. And the numbers, I think this was also in the New York Times piece. Um, they said the only part of the wedding that was taxpayer funded was the security, but the security was like 90 something percent of the oh my God. cost yeah, that's of the wedding. Most of the cost. <sighs> Damn. Anyway, that seems like a good fan cast situation. I think so. Has Prince Harry watched Suits? Of course he has. There's, yeah. There's no universe where he didn't at least watch the pilot. Like, when they were early dating and he, like, had good vibes mm-hmm. about her yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. couldn't talk to her all the time. So instead of texting her, he was like, I'm just going to watch Suits. Yeah, and that way, like, like, yeah. The equivalent of finding somebody on Instagram and going back through all of their posts and just being like, oh, this is a really good picture. That would actually mm-hmm. be really handy if you were dating, like, a celebrity or someone who was on TV. You could just... When I've dated actors, I've YouTube searched the shit out of them. Mm. It's really fun. Boom. And, like, kind of weird. I've listened to my crushes' podcasts. Mm-hmm. Much of your crushes has podcasts. We'll talk about it later. Okay. Or were they crushes because you listened to them on podcasts? That's where all of my crushes I have a crush on most of New York City media. <laughs> it's fine. It doesn't count. My boyfriend knows. Exactly. <laughs> it's all good. Well, okay. we hope you've enjoyed this very special episode of Vodka Lemonade Stand featuring... Hi, my name is Ella Dawson. You can find me, EllaDawson.com, or on Twitter is at Bros and Pros. And uh, I'm drunk, I apologize. You don't, don't need to apologize. apologize. We're always That's drunk. That's the premise Blanket of the apology. show. Blanket apology. Fucking point. <laughs> that is the premise of the show. We were sober for one episode. It was and awful. It was crap. <laughs> like, tweet at us at FodCalipstand and guess which episode we were sober on. You're going to be able to tell right away. Yep. Podcast drunk, sound edit sober. Mm-hmm. Something that's, like that. Yeah, that's my life. Anyway, uh, <laughs> thanks for sticking this out with us. Yeah, this is Anne. And Lita. And you've been listening to Vodka Lemonade Stand.